Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack for the second time. Um, all right, so we just started, and the stream crashed. It might be internet issues. It is raining uh, here at my house, so here's the deal. If we crash again, um, I will record the show offline, and I'll post it up as soon as I can. Um, but the idea is to hopefully we'll be okay for the rest of the show. I don't know. We just stopped everything and restarted, and green lights across the board. We got frames, so it's... Mm-hmm get on with the show um i want to say thank you to those that support us over there at the producer level at patreon.com slash psvg so thanks to Callow, barry coach mo chris devin kyle and paul for all that you do to support us over there and thanks to all of you that support us over on patreon even at even if you don't do it at the, at the producer level um, we've got some things that i'm hoping you'll be excited about so uh, i'm working on a post to come out this week one of the things that i've been wanting to do for some time are we going to be more active like on the patreon website i don't feel like we do enough to, to not necessarily because there's a part of me like it's always kind of a push and pull thing with me i i, I don't necessarily like the patron, the patrons that I support that hit me with a thing like all the time. Sure. But they also that. make me feel, feel insecure because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, no, no, not for not supporting. It's oh, just that I see, I see that they're constantly yourself. engaging yeah. and I'm like, we never really do stuff over there. So I'm going to attempt to start doing something weekly. Um, so hopefully you guys will like that just to kind of remind you just kind of everything that we're doing. Cause I think we do a lot of stuff and we should showcase it more often. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do that. And then we have board with everything coming out and then we're spinning a DLC and kind of into a new directions, an idea that I have. I've had it for some time, actually. It's, it's both two parts. It's something that I wanted to do because I just think we have a very, um, cool and eclectic group of people that I'd like to showcase. But at the same time, like we're running out of drunk debaucherous stories. Like it's, it's hard to keep that up every month. Um, so just we're going to, we're just going to spin it into an, oh, no, no, it wouldn't be. If I told a story that wasn't true, you'd know it. Like, I, I don't have no, that no, no. kind I'm of... No, no, no. I'm just saying, y'all just drink pre-show, have some crap happen, and then talk about it. <laughs> and then talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm spinning it off. I'm going to record the first episode of that this weekend, and I'm going to release it next weekend. So, um, for those of you that didn't see, Grouchy Surge posted a wonderfully, just what a blessing he is, post. He, like, you think he counted up all the hours of content that you got as a DLC patron this year? It was like over 25 or 30 hours of exclusive audio, which was really, really cool. I never even thought about it like that. So for those of you that haven't given it a try, just a dollar a month, you get in that and uh, all of our extra audio. And um, hopefully we're going to do something special for you guys at the house party like you deserve it. Okay, so I'm joined this week, um, as I am most weeks, by Miss Caroline. Um, but we have to address something here at the top of the show. So we've got some shack housekeeping to do and um to get it started i will just turn the floor over to caroline oh that's not nice all right so this is nobody's you know this is just a matter of a lot of things coming together at once my mental health probably being the biggest thing involved i'm going to be stepping down as a regular that does not mean that i am disappearing i'm not going anywhere permanently I will be around for guest show guests as a show. It's just that a weekly Caro appearance on Shaq will be no more. 
And I know that's going to make a lot of people upset. It took me a long time to actually come to terms with this is probably something that I needed to do because uh, this has been, you know, my life for the past almost three years now I've been doing this. It's kind of crazy. At least two. Yeah. I'm I mean, bad like, with years, but at least two, be, right? It would be three in May, right? As I say, 50 is like a year and we're on like 117. So. Okay. Well, well, yeah, I see. But I mean, I've been doing the podcasting thing with you guys for yeah, almost definitely. three years. Um, this is like, it's just a really hard thing for me to do. And I have like a, a pillow just to hold just in case because I'm like, <laughs> I'm one of those people that will start crying. I really will. Don't and cry. I'm really like, I mean, this isn't goodbye. This is just Caro stepping back. So Caroline's, she was what you, if you, if you haven't, if you don't understand what Caroline is trying to say is it's, it's not her, it's us. Like we're the- <laughs> I, I, it's just it's just uh, one of the biggest things that the problem is you guys know that the past several i mean this has been going on for you know probably since the pokemon thing and a lot of it is i've been playing games just to be keeping up with the current news and keeping up with you know everything that's coming out just to try and say something every week and yep. i'm not i'm not playing games for fun anymore yep. and i haven't really played games which is a problem and um i just it's just something that i want to get back into games that i enjoy and i'm biding my time till animal crossing i know that's gonna fix a lot of things i will be back for animal crossing i promise that <laughs> uh that's definitely something that i have to gab about but uh just I'm not finding enjoyment in things and I need to freshen things up. I'm going to start doing a lot more art because I am an artist first and foremost, painting and creating things with my hands. I don't know. There's something really cathartic about all of that. And I was doing just a little crafts project this past weekend and I realized how much I missed that stuff. So that's what I'm going to be filling my time with aside from, you know, just doing regular, uh, video game playing i'll be back i'll be here every so often i don't know who's gonna be in my place (laughs) sad that i'm just like putting i feel terrible putting everybody in this situation it's like it really is breaking my heart but so let's talk about for a minute but before i do i don't want to i don't want to take the spotlight off of where it shines i'm i've actually i think i've as I was telling, telling Kevin after you told me this past week, I've been bracing for this for some time, um, just with either your general demeanor, and to be quite honest with you, I thought it would be a, you know, a family decision. I thought it'd be like, hey, you know, we're we're expecting. That's another and thing. And I'm going to stop podcasting soon. Brian and I are attempting. I have a lot of medical issues that is keeping me from getting pregnant right now. And we're going to start taking more... Um, reproductive action, I guess, you know, like getting into the reproductive biology stuff, in vitro fertilization and stuff. If everything is not going the way we've decided that April is our cutoff because we've been trying for some time and it's not working. Um, So we are trying to grow our family and obviously me getting pregnant and having a new baby in the house is going to be terrifying and it's going to be overwhelming. And that's something in the future that I can foresee is taking me out of the equation, but I didn't expect my mental health to be such a big factor, and it is, and that's that's that. I think um, 
I think I'm going to say something that I think a lot of podcasters might, I don't know, maybe this is me projecting on people. I'm almost envious of your ability to do it, to kind of step away. There's definitely been times it's, it's, uh, committing to a project like this is a, is a grind. Like it is a grind. It's a, it's a labor of love. It's an absolute oh, hobby. This is the second time in my whole life I've ever quit something. It's, it's, it's a labor of love. It's definitely a hobby and it's something I love doing. I, I love sitting in front of this microphone and talking to whoever I'm talking about. I really, really do. But at the same time, when you adopt a show, especially a weekly show, right? Um, it's, the I think I've, I've said this really before, it's you. constant and it's yeah. infinite. Yep. And um, without getting too morbid, there have been several times over the years where I've thought about like, how would I want to exit? Like, how do you, like, if you want to get off the, the merry-go-round, like, how do you get right. off? Yep. Because people expect you, you know, they expect to hear you. They expect you to yeah. be there. And, like, it's almost confounded by PSVG because we we spend so much time with each other daily yeah. in the Discord. It's like where everybody's... That's another thing. You guys can still find me there. I'm of course. Of course. You're not leaving. Like I'm, I'm um, but, you know, it's like we spend so much time talking to each other all the time. We're each other's support network. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you even quit that? Right. And like if you know if I wanted to quit, like what would then happen to everybody? It's almost like you almost there's there's a part of not 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 it's bad, but there's almost like a part of you feels pressure to keep doing it. Right. Like I've right. gotta keep doing it if for nothing else for everybody. Else. And I went through that I went through that when I was just like like I told you, it took me all day yeah. Monday just to like even bring it up to you the fact that like this was an issue and I sure. needed to address it. Well, hopefully it frees you up and uh, hopefully you find some more of that that sparkle and that joy. Um, sparkle yeah sparkle the thing that gets you going again hopefully you recharge your batteries and come back yeah <sighs> okay so the hard part um let's talk about the future of the show um i've been thinking about what i was going to say at this moment like all week and even now having thought about it i still don't really know what i want to say um we're not i mean the show's not going away so that's not going to happen um shack is so near and dear to me and considering of um, being here like from the beginning, from the point of it being a joke until now and like where it's come from, yeah. I don't think I can let it go. Like it's, it is very much my baby and I care about it a lot. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to like overstate or, you know, I don't want it to, to sound like I think it's, you know, most important or anything like that. But I, I think our, our, like our 100th episode heard a lot of people you know, talk about their favorite Shaq memories and like what Shaq means to them. And mm-hmm. I know that they really expect, you know, this show and that they have great fondness for this show. And I think the show is going to suffer a bit because you can't, <sighs> you can't replace Caroline. Um, maybe I'll come back sooner than you guys think. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Caroline gonna, is irreplaceable. The guilt trip guys. The, the, from the day I met her and you guys have heard this story before from the day I met her, I knew that she'd be an excellent podcaster and I knew she'd be a perfect fit with me. And there's just nothing. There's no way of replacing that. But at the same time, to keep the show going, I do have to find a consistent second chair. Uh, we have plenty of friends. And I am I expect that you'll start seeing some. Next week, uh, Jason, Lacey, and Sean Capri are going to come. And they're going to try to help me bridge this gap. Jason is going to start showing up, I think, more often. Um, at least until I find a, a new permanent co-host. Mm. Um, there was a part of him that wanted to, you know, say he was all in and jump back in and full blow or start back over where he did. And, um, I, I think I tempered that a little bit from him. Um, not because I obviously wouldn't love to have Jason back. It's just, um, as I saw on his Twitter list past week, 
He's in the terrible twos stage with his baby boy, and well, that is. Oh. He's got tons of stuff going on in his home life that I oh, think would make absolutely. this issue, but actually, yeah. almost for for more selfish reasons on on my part. Um, just trying to make sure I choose my words carefully so I don't just come off like a huge asshole. Um, <laughs> Jason's show is Flexo Post. That's his show, right. and that will always be a show. Right. As That's much. Crazy. As a, a, a friendship that I think I've grown with Sean Capri and love talking with Sean. And I actually think if Sean and I ever did a show, I think it'd be an excellent show. Um, Sean already has Shaq and he already has Bobby and that's his show. And that's his, like, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. I don't want Nintendo Shaq to be somebody else's second thing. Sure. I want whoever comes to Nintendo Shaq. And I guess if you're listening to this and you're interested, <laughs> like I'm interested in hearing from you. I've reached out to a couple, a three, four people I've reached out to already trying to gauge some interest. I have some ideas, but um, if you're wondering what I'm looking for, I'm looking for somebody that's going to love Shaq. Like I love Shaq and somebody that wants to do Shaq. Like I want to do Shaq. Yeah. Um, I want somebody that doesn't feel uh, not that anybody else does. That's not what I'm trying to say. I, I don't want somebody that feels pressured to record on short notice on a Tuesday night because Nintendo had a direct. I want somebody that wants to record right. Tuesday night Absolutely. after Nintendo had a direct because that's, that's, I think that's the type of passion that makes people like Shaq. Yes. And I don't think, I think if I can't replace that, then I don't know how much I want to do Shaq mm-hmm. in that regard. So, uh, I'm reaching out to some folks. I have some folks lined up. Um, I'm not going to have tryouts per se, but I am also not going to like shotgun wedding this. Absolutely. I think that's smart. I'm going to bring on some people likely with other people. So you might see folks join me and Jason on a show just to kind of warn. Cause like you can't judge anything by the first time you record. Sure. Um, like the first time you record with somebody is always bad. I was, but you get better. Super silent and on a crappy microphone. <laughs> well, you know, and it's going to be really, really hard to find somebody else that wants to podcast with me because I am all but aware of my own shortcomings. I talk over people, I interrupt <laughs> a lot, and I say like a lot. And if that stuff is going to bother you, I say like a lot too. Then we're not going to be a very good pairing, you know. So like, that's also a part of it. it's just chemistry. You got to get with somebody, and you can't do it on. You can't make that type of decision overnight. Sure. So if I can say, uh, if I've learned any wisdom from doing PSVG um, for as long as I have is that, um, you know, we've shotgunned some things in the past. Some of them have worked. I'm not sure if you're listening to PSXP, if you stopped listening to them after their first couple episodes, they've gotten way better. Like in just 10 episodes, they've come a long way already. And uh, the trio is quickly becoming one of the most um, shenanigan inspired, laughable trios that PSVG has. And if they keep going through the launch of PlayStation 5, I think we'll have something special there because it's it's very, very funny what all three of them bring to the table. But for every one of those, you know, we've had, um, oh man, we had that girl that came through that was a writing team. I don't even remember her name anymore. Just like two years ago. And, uh, it starts with an F. I'm you know, we've had, we've, name. we've had issues with Tyler that people know about and things like that. So like we've had folks that weren't good fits. So instead of just grabbing somebody and making it work on Nintendo Shack, I'm going to take it a little slower, I think. And, uh, I'm going to see how this works out. I, I think, um, so it, yeah. So if you're listening to this and I'll probably put out a call to Twitter because I'm also, I'm also interested in seeing what might come to me. Right. Like I've always been the recruiter, put the hat on, go find people. I'm also somewhat interested to see what might pop pop up now because, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're, we're a pillar of PSVG. N- Nintendo Shack is like an institution of place and video games. 
you know, so like we have a lot of listeners out there. There might be someone out there just like me five years ago that was like, man, I would love to be on a show like this. And, and, you know, there might be somebody out there I even never even thought of, but, um, the three or four people that I've reached out to, I think one of them is very excited and I think you'll be seeing him soon. Um, and I think he might be a great fit. I just don't want to, like I said, I don't want to jump in bed with anybody too quickly. And then the other two, I think were, would be interesting. I think they would be a little more green in terms. They've never done it before. Yeah. Um, but I think they might be, uh, I was hella green. I think they might be great fits though down the road. I'll go ahead and tell you one of them I reached out to you because only, only because it's a funny story. Um, I don't want to put anybody that like we collectively know as a group out there because I don't want to put any pressure on them to join mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, but this one nobody knows about, but I've talked about it in the past. Uh, there's a girl named Emily at my local GameStop that hit it off pretty yeah. well on when we traded in, um, our first switch and I totally like a creeper. Like I did with Caroline, um, I called the store on the phone and was like, hey, there was a girl that helped me. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's Emily. And I was like, have you ever thought about joining a podcast on the phone while she's at work? I'm like, look, I know this is I know this is crazy. It's a weird thing to say. I was like, but, you know, like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get to the store. And I just got to tell you, you know, I just got to offer it while it's still on my mind. I was like, have you ever thought about joining a podcast? I think you're. Um, a welcoming type of personality. I think you'd be really good for it. Um, and she actually said she would entertain it. And uh, we exchanged numbers. And I've been texting her kind of how it works with yeah. uh, with microphones and recording and, and, and that type of stuff. So it might be a long go for anything like that. Sure. Um, but we'll see. So I've got some some irons in the fire. And we'll just see what comes out of it. It's not the uh, not the first or the last time I've had to go out and find some teammates. And, uh, but like I said, uh, nothing, no offense to, uh, definitely no offense to Sean or Jason or Jason, but, or anybody else that's thinking about it. But, you know, like it's very easy to be like, oh, I can ask, I can ask Bobby or I can ask Jacob or I can ask Ryan. Like, but all yeah. these people have their, their shack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't want somebody to come in and, you know, just like, oh, I, and I do shack. I don't want to be the and I do, mm-hmm. you know, thing. I want to be the thing that you do. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, yeah, so we will set forth out on this, uh, journey. And, um, as we as guests come through, listeners, Nintendo Shackers, if you like somebody, um, I'd really like to, to hear you tell me why. If you don't like somebody, you don't have to hurt people's feelings. You can let me know that too. That doesn't mean I'm not going to put them on the show. Like, I'm going to make my own decision first and foremost. Like, if, so if I like somebody, I'm going to put them on the show. Yeah. But I, but hearing that type of feedback, um, is extremely valuable in terms of where we decide to go forward, like kind of long term. So, mm-hmm. but over the coming weeks, uh, I think you'll see some guests come through and we'll rotate. You'll see more of Jason. You'll see more of Kevin, things like that. Um, I'll be around. I, I literally almost thought of just like kind of shutting it down. Um, I had a long conversation with Kevin about that, um, for a moment. At least maybe I thought about maybe not shutting it down, but maybe taking a break. Do you know how much guilt I would feel? Insane. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe a part of me realized that, but it wasn't so much that it was instead of trying to like keep something in limbo, I thought about just maybe taking a month away. Like, let's take a month off. I'll announce when we're coming back and I'll figure out all this and we'll just come back. Mm. You know, I thought about doing something like that. But the thing that I've said from the beginning, and I don't know if this is right or wrong. It's just kind of my belief in how podcasts work. I like being consistent. That's another thing. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to do that, it's a commitment. Well, good habits are, you know, it's, I, I strive to have things in a yeah. schedule and in a routine and yeah. 
sometimes the, the thing is that I've got so many things on the schedule and in the routine. The one extra thing is starting to kind of like. Before we add any weird. sort of permanent co-host, it will be first foremost a commitment from them. Like, hey, we record Wednesday or Thursday nights every week all yeah. the time. You know, no work schedules, no calling in sick, mm-hmm. like every week. Cause that's, that's a part of it. Like that's the whole part of yep. having a duo, ha- having a companion. Checks out Thursdays on the regular feed on Fridays. Yeah. So like, that's the thing we got to, you know, and maybe we have to adjust schedules to meet, you know, the co-host like that's yeah. that I don't mind as much, but it needs to be consistent. Whatever we yeah. say, our listeners need to know that they can depend on us for that. So I don't want to be moving my nights. I don't want to be, you know, things like that and spotty. So if it's anything like that, it's immediate. No, I'll yeah. just keep looking. Um, but one of the members, just to maybe tease and be excited. One of the members I think is very excited, has some experience. Um, might even go to the house party. And I got to say, that's like that's a big. huge plus. They were like, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> it was like, wow, like this, this may not get any uh, easier than this because mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, I think this particular person has been kind of on deck, if you will, kind of in mm-hmm. the community for a while and okay. uh, doesn't have a podcast to, to maybe call home. So we'll see. We'll see okay. how it goes. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Shacker's 20 minutes in. Um, changes are afoot. But as Caroline said already, she's not going away. She'll be in Discord and everything. And she'll occasionally, I would like to, because like I said, I, I like saying it, I like saying that we're on a schedule. I would like to maybe get you at least somewhat regularly, you know, like monthly or every oh, six weeks or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. But uh, she, she's not going anywhere. She'll be around. She just won't be around as much. <sighs> I got to go outside and breathe a little bit. So let's get on with the show and uh, let's talk about what we've been up to, what we've been playing. Uh, Caroline, I've been doing all kinds of things and I'm not exactly sure how many of these I'm going to talk about. So let's let you go first. Okay. I've been playing Ring Fit Adventure. It's been kicking my ass. Holy (laughs) crap, dude. All right. Um, Number one, I'm very sedentary. I don't like moving. Uh, exercise is the devil's work, in my opinion. Uh, I've never been as fit as I was in college when I was forced to walk up and down hills at, you know, between classes. And um, I'll never be back to that weight. I'll never be 90 to 100 pounds again. God, I wish I would. I don't know if that's healthy. It wasn't, but I miss <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's not a goal. Right, I miss it's it. It's a bad so, goal. I'm hoping to lose like 40 pounds. And I said, you know, New Year's is a good time to start the diet back up again. And I need to actually exercise on top of cutting out sugar and stuff because it doesn't, you can't just diet. Unfortunately, I've told myself that for years. Oh, I'm just going to eat better. And I think you can. You can diet and do it, but you got to be very, very disciplined and structured to do it. Going back to those medical issues that I have with getting pregnant, I have issues that keep mm, yeah that would make it so, difficult yeah anyway they recommend exercise which sucks and i hate sweating and it's just i immediately as soon as i'm done with rain fan adventure i run upstairs and i get a shower because i can't stand the feeling of sweat um i am in world two i've not progressed much at all i'm only able to really like the first day i, I should say i'm behind because the first day that i did it I am not used to jogging at all. And you have to jog in place. And I sprained my leg. And 
I'm not even doing this damn thing for 15 minutes. And I pull my leg and I'm like, like, oh my God. And, and, you know, I mean, like it just, it, at first I was like, geez, I guess that's part of it. But then I kept running on it and I think I made it worse. So I exacerbated that a little bit, like twice over the last week. And then I finally got back into it earlier this week and I've done it twice this week and i'm gonna i i was gonna do it today but today was just hellacious and i haven't had time and i'll do it tomorrow uh but i really love the colors i really love the music it reminds me a lot of um the sims just kind of like that i want ring fit the music is kind of cool ring fit girl or guy for smash so much better than we fit trainer word it's like a thousand times better the design's great the game is Uh, very beautiful for what it is oh it is It's like overly beautiful for what Mm -hmm. it is the hardest thing for me is i'm not very good with hand-eye coordination so i'm trying to watch and like do things on the screen but i forget when i come up to an obstacle oh yeah i'm supposed to tilt down and press in to jump so i stand there for a second i'm like okay and then i stop running and i press the thing and then i'm ready to go again i'm like okay and then I have to remind myself that I have to run. Run. So it's a very much learning intensive process. I feel like an idiot. Like I've just held a controller for the first time and I'm just moving across. Well, the it's because you, you've never done anything like it. So literally you are for the first yeah. time playing exactly. a game like that. The exercises for the monsters, though, they kick your ass, dude. Yeah. I had to lower my difficulty after I did the second level because I started at a, they were like, what, four rings? In terms of difficulty level, it's like, you know, most intense, intense, whatever. I started I, at moderate and then... Is that the second one? That's that's the second highest, so... No, I don't think so. There's intense... There's... I thought it was like very intense, intense, moderate, and like okay. easy. I started at intense and I went down to moderate. That's what okay. I did. I started at intense and after I did the first level... I was like, this is way too easy. So I jacked up the actual levels of intense. And then after I did the second level, I lowered the levels intense. I'm still in intense, but I was like, wow, cut this in half. Because I had to do like 30 squats to beat the one, like the one thing. I was like, Lord of mercy. The squat really hurt. I'm I'm getting better with the yoga, but the yoga is hard because the yoga, you really have to maintain the same static position while you're doing it. Otherwise... It's like it's like oh no you're not doing it right you're not doing it and I'm like how does anybody hold a pose this long it hurts. Um, <laughs> it is very I, good with the tracking. I, I give it credit. Like the tracking, oh, the strength of the band. I had no idea that your Joy-Con could measure your heartbeat. I was like, look at this amazing little game that's going on here. Yeah, I remember when they mentioned that when they were showing off the technology in the Joy-Con, they were showing that in the beginning. Uh, I'm finding that I'm pressing a little too hard on the thing most of the time because my heart rate is you know like basically what a dead person should be <laughs> and they're like they're like try again i'm like okay i promise i did this stuff i promise um i think uh the story is good enough in the adventure mode that uh it will keep me playing because i want to at least just try and beat the adventure mode have and you played any of the mini games yeah <laughs> i did I, i've done those too they're a lot of fun i've done i do about 20 minutes between or every time that i do it sure 
And um, like I said, I've gotten through the middle of the second world. The mini games are very much like Wii Fit esque, you know, like you do the squat to jump. But then, like, uh, but these are different. Instead of like just jumping to see how high you can go, yeah. these ones like you you're like pressing down kind of like a lever that shoots up like a ball, but mm. then you have to control like how high it's going because there's like enemies coming across the screen left and right. Oh, see, I would not be able to do that. To so, save my but life. it's all like score based. So it's a great way to work out, but like maybe in short bursts with somebody else. So for example, I was working out with Melissa. Yeah. So it's like, I can do the squat game and then she yeah. can do the squat game while I get like a drink of water and you can kind of rotate, which is nice. There's just- um, when there's too much going on on the screen while I'm trying to physically do exercise, <laughs> I'm really bad at it. Like, I, I wish <laughs> if I were not such a hot, physically bad looking mess while I'm doing this, just, you know, like in my sports bra with my hair pulled back and I just I look disgusting. Right. If I, I would record myself doing this just to see how terrible I am. For you guys to laugh. I saw Sean and Bobby recorded, or at least they said they wanted to, or they were going to. I didn't get a chance to see them, but um, I'm not going to put anybody through the visual. Tournament. I know they talked about it. It's interesting, like how many people have jumped on this right at the new year. Like, spot on for Nintendo for making sure this is out because, like, every Nintendo podcast that I think I listen to is playing and talking about Ring Fit Adventure right now, like at this time. I. I just filled out a survey that Nintendo sent me an email that was about Ring Fit Adventure. And one of the questions was, when did you buy this? And it was either pre-order. I bought it before Christmas. I got it as a Christmas gift. I bought it between, I bought it for the new year or I've bought it after January 6th. And obviously I fall in the new year category because I'm sure a lot of people have. They had, I just, they had I bought it because once, once the price came down, man, that was my thing is I was never going to pay 80 for it. Um, right. I'd be very interested to see how it's sold, like you know, in February. I'd love to know total sales of this game because uh, it seems like it's caught at least a, at least amongst our little Nintendo echo chamber. It seems to have caught on a little bit. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 very cool. I, I was gonna say, Pokemon Snap vibes. I have when I'm playing the game. There are like hidden things and things that you can do while you're right. running the level. Right. If you vacuum and and break the boxes and, and lift the signs and things like that, and it's kind of like you're on tracks Lifting and. Signs. I'm I haven't gotten that far. Yeah, so if you vacuum, like there's some of the like the signs and things on the wall, they're they're like they swing. So if you vacuum and like you collect like coins and stuff behind them and stuff, I was like, oh, this is kind of Nintendo neat. Like this is Nintendo esque. Oh, I get I it. I haven't gotten that far, but then again, I'm just trying to focus on running, and then I have to stop when I have to jump because I forget. <laughs> I got you. It's a I mess. Gotcha. Yeah, that first that first time I encountered bosses, I did. Like 30 squats and uh, like, I don't know what they call like the arm presses where you're doing this up in the air. I did like 30 of those. I was like, that's too many. I was like, look, like for this basic first enemy of the game, this is way too hard. I need to, this needs to be the easier part because I know it's going to get harder. So I lowered it and we'll see. I I did not lower the difficulty. I'm wondering this. I wonder how much further, like if I go another two levels, if I need to drop it down again, like if it just keeps getting harder. Because I was wondering like, how should I play it? Should I keep lowering the difficulty to advance or should I keep the difficulty and like keep playing the same level over and over again until I'm so fit that I'm ready to take on the next level, you know? See, I I, I found that the levels that they show when you're going on into the adventure mode pretty much coincide with what you've leveled up your character to be. So mm. I did the first level a few times just to get the hang of it. By that time, I was level three, which is the level that they put for the second node. And- you know, you're right. And I saw that and I just blue right like and like i would in any other game like screw that let's keep going and that's probably why 
I was like, oh, it's too many squats. <laughs> nope. That's what I did. Uh, and that's where I sprained my ankle or my leg. And uh, it, it was a bad sprain too. I, I mean, like it's the, it's one of the deep tissue muscles in the back of your calf, but it wasn't like the big part of your calf. It's like the, the lower part. part. It's the middle part that's closer to your ankle, but yeah. it's not quite your Achilles tendon. Yeah. God, that's a so good one. Yeah. Going up and down stairs. Forget it. I Ugh. love those high jumps. Those high knees. Get them up. Get them up. Get no. them up. Mm. I have gotten really good. I've been doing the dynamic exercising and the the static exercising at the end, but I've gotten really good at being able to bring my knee up to the joint or the ring con. Like I wasn't able to do that. I haven't been able to do that since I was in cheerleading. I wasn't doing the stretching until the one time I went to go skip it. And they were like, you'll earn more experience if you stretch first. I was like, okay. Yeah. I guess. You get about 300 experience for doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I'm going to keep playing. So I haven't been playing it like... Uh, we do have the Get Fit 2020 channel in the Discord. So if you're looking to, yeah. to, to shed some pounds or just get a little bit healthier, um, we've got a little group of reporting. So what I've been doing is um, I, I have I have adopted the intermittent fasting that that Justin has been talking about for a few months now. Because um, I think I ultimately think, and this is probably just my lifestyle in general, I like binge everything I do. If I'm podcasting, I binge podcasting. If I'm eating, I binge eat. If I drink, I binge drink. Yeah, like I, I just do that. That's just how I do things. So um, I think ultimately my diet would be a lot better if I just quit eating so much. So when he started talking about this this fasting thing that, that he was looking into, and then I saw like Phil Mickels is doing it. If you Google, it's just like a trendy thing where lots of people are doing it. I was almost intrigued just by like the discipline of it. It's like, could I just make myself just not eat? Like if I adopted that as like a as a doctrine, like could I even do it? Not yeah. let alone could I do it well. I'm not talking about like going three days without eating. Um, so I was just doing like a very basic. So I eat between two and six every day. I may have like a moment where I scream. There's a roach on the top of my ceiling. I'm just letting it's you know. It's fall like right on your forehead. I don't have any raid down here. Yeah. So, I, so I've been eating between two and I'm at six, two and seven every day. So I basically I have a late lunch and I, and I, and I have dinner and that's it. So every day I basically fast from like 7 p.m. all night long until lunch the next day. So I don't eat breakfast. And uh, I've been doing it for like a week now. And uh, I got to say it's been, I think I've been having like fun with it. Um, it's almost like a challenge. Like there are times I get hungry and I'm just uh-huh. like, oh, but see, here's the thing. It's like there are times I get hungry, but it's not like, so when I hear the word fast, I think if people like don't eat for like two weeks, right? So like, when I get hungry, it's like, yeah, I, I realize that I'm hungry. But I only need to not eat for like four hours. Like that's not that long. The human spirit can overcome that. See, I, I'm to the point that I don't really eat much during the day, and then I just have a big meal at dinner. Well, so it's like the same thing then. Losing weight. Well, I mean, I've just that's just how I eat. That's well, it's different for me. And then I don't feel so bad when I have like a cheeseburger lunch because I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not going to eat again until tomorrow. Yeah, at two o'clock, you know, you're so like your entire caloric intake kind of, so I don't feel so bad. Uh, so I've, I've been doing that. I have no idea if I'm losing weight or not. Like I'm not really tracking like that, but I'm, I'm also, I'm, I'm doing the ring fit. I'm doing the VR boxing game, which is super fun with the, the, the Oculus. And then, uh, I've been walking the dogs daily. So just going nice, long podcast, enthused walk with the dogs. probably the best thing you could do. And yeah. I have such a nice neighborhood that's, you know, I just, I need to get out and about and walk in it. It's so dang cold. I hate the cold. And it's been raining. Yeah. It's, yeah it's I didn't do the walk today because it's raining all day. Um, okay. Is, so is that it for you? In terms of rink I games? got something in the mail the other day called Dragon Quest Eleven from Donnie that I will be playing this weekend. Uh, oh, Brian's been playing Wargroove. Brian got Wargroove. Jason, for me too. For, 
Christmas and he really enjoys it. He's it's like, good. this isn't like fire mill mechanics. I'm having to learn it. It's more unit uh, management where yeah. you buy new units yeah. and you replace them and stuff. And so he doesn't have those actual units that he's trying to keep alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is a very much more management type of game, but he's enjoying it. He played it for quite some time this uh, past weekend. While it's I was good. Playing. Yeah. I love um, the pick. I played a lot of games. Boy, have I, I played a lot of games. So I don't want to talk about them all because we're already 40 minute mark and we won't get through any of the news or questions. So let me just highlight a few of them. Um, I beat a game yesterday called Lydia. Um, this is an interesting game. It has a very interesting art style, very mature game, kind of hit close to home. So uh, it's, it's it's like two hours. It's like $4, I think. It might be on sale for less than that. Interesting thing about it is it has DLC, like in the eShop, you can order. This is why I saw it. It's got DLC in the eShop for a dollar. You can buy the DLC, which makes a donation to the Fragile Childhood Foundation, a nonprofit that the developer would do. So this entire game is um, from a kid's angle, mm-hmm. has a very like storybook, like fable, like old fairy tale storybook, gothic kind of style. Screenshots, you should yeah, it's, yeah, it's very like, you know, like um, charcoal sketch drawn type art style, which caught my eye. Like it's unique yeah. looking. It's different. Um, it's from a child's view of like uh, just a, a bad childhood, abusive parents, neglected mm. parents, drug and alcohol abuse, drug abuse, um, drunk driving, lots of themes yeah. like that, language like that. Um, Stuff that would make Carol cry. Eh, I, I couldn't play that game. <laughs> I don't think it went too far. I think it's just very like realistic. Um, I can't play games like that, though. They just depress me. But obviously, like for those of our patrons and stuff that have learned how I grew up, like um, especially the character's mother, boy, can I connect with that character and her relationship with her mom. Really? Um, just kind of like the the abuse, the abuser neglect for their own actions, like the constant, um, you know, projecting their issues on others, the not taking responsibility. Like there's a part in the game, I don't really want to spoil it. You know, I don't think that many people are going to play it anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it anyway. If you really don't want to hear anything about it, then you can skip this part. Um, there's a part in the game where after everything this little girl goes through, she's in a like in, a, in a, an emergency room with her mom. And her mom is like, look what you've done to me. I can't believe you let this do. You let this happen to me. Like, you're the reason I am this way. Oh if it God. weren't for you, my husband wouldn't have left me. If it weren't for you, I'd still have my body. If it weren't for you... You know, um, I wouldn't have lost all of the best years of my life. Like, okay, just I that, hope I'm never like that. <laughs> that that kind of uh, and and as they start to talk about it, because you know, I guess coming from my background, it's it, there's there's dialogue options. Coming yeah. from my background, I was kind of I think bringing a piece of me to that story. I was sure. like, wait a second, no, let me show you the reasons why, mm-hmm. you know, you are the responsible party here. Yeah. And then it was the reaction to that that hit home, because when you go that path with your mom they flip it on you. Like everything you say to them is your fault. They turn it back on you. And boy, if I haven't been in that moment with my own mother, like I was there, I've had that conversation. And I was like, not many video games, I think get that type of moment. Right. Cause it's not a good, right. Right. Like you you don't feel justified. You don't feel good about your decision, Mm -hmm. you know, because they have some just to them, but it's, you know, it's that abuser angle from that sure. lens, they, they can't see their own ways right. to the point where she's like, I have all these pictures of us in a box. 
Like, remember the good times. Look what happened before it all went bad. My mom was the same way. Mm-hmm. My, I have, I have albums from my mom when she died in my house and they're full of pictures from everything before I was five. Yeah. And there's, it's like I have no, it's like I died after that. There are yeah. no pictures after that because it's just of these good memories and none of these bad memories. And I was just like, that's, that's damn, what horrible. a, what a good story. Um, for a little game. So it's, it's $4 and it's $2. You can throw them a buck and then you can throw them a buck without even doing it. So anyway, props to them for doing something a little different. And, uh, I'm really glad that I bought it and played it. And I think you should too. Um, anybody out there listening, I would approve it or give it the old stamp of approval. Um, let's see here. Let me pick a few of these. I played Kentucky Route Zero. I bought it on PC. Hmm. It was on sale. It comes out next week on, on Switch. Right. Uh, we're waiting for this game for years. It was on sale for like 12 bucks on Switch. I think it's $24.99 or $29.99. My God. Um, I haven't finished yet. I've completed episodes two. I streamed the first episode one. Um, glad, glad I didn't pay full price for it. Like interest intrigued to finish it to see like where it's going. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like not like overwhelmed or enamored with it. It's, right. it's trippy psychedelic type of experience. Because things are happening, I'm talking to people. It's like the sixth sense thing. Yeah. I don't know if I'm talking like if people are dead of, or if they're alive or if they, if they exist at all. Know. Like I'm still kind of in my own head about it. I'm like, yeah. is he just imagining it? Like I, I still don't know where it's going. Um, I, I, I bought and played Dragon's Dogma because I was interested in just. I'd never heard about it. I just wanted to know like what it was. I had this like this vision that it was like, it's basically like Skyrim meets Monster Hunter. It's like yeah. Skyrim looks, but it's like Monster Hunter the game, which means like I'm not super into it. Um, so like, yeah, I won't go on and on about it because I'm not like, I wasn't enamored with it. So I'm probably going to trade that and sell it pretty quickly. And then um, let's see here. The last game. Hmm, let's see here, 42 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I want to talk about, oh yeah, I want to talk about Guitar Hero because um the I, guitar hero. I, I want to say that Kevin and Lucas and Seth either made fun of it. They at least referenced it. I don't remember what they said exactly. Um, but they were talking about guitar hero and like when it was good. And it reminded me that I just haven't played it in a while. So I went up to the attic and I pulled out my guitar and my guitar hero discs. I still have it on Wii. Those and, things um, and I was, uh, I played a little, uh, guitar hero legends of rock. I played a little Metallica and a little guitar hero, the Beatles. And, um, a rock band, the Beatles and Victoria pulled out the microphone and we started singing. And I just, uh, nice little nostalgic trip. I'm really glad that I never got rid of those games because, um, I think shocking one game that Donnie has not gotten rid of. Well, at the time, nobody wanted to pay anything. Like, I don't think those games are very valuable. Those guitar might be, but the games aren't. The guitars are, you know, so it's like I have the Wii U, right? And it can play the Wii catalog. So like it was worth keeping around. But at the same time, um, like rock band, the Beatles is an amazing game like it's such a great game i remember playing it over um who did i play it with we played it in college i believe or something like that like the the amount of fan service that they put into the sets and like how they transition and like how every time you change songs like the load screen has like little like mic session warm-up riffs and things that are going on and like they're counting and stuff and like the the groovy nature of like the the visuals, even though the visuals 
you know, are on Wii in their standard definition. They have like the grainy effect over them while all the flower power groovy stuff is going on in the background. I just, I really, really love that game and obviously has an amazing soundtrack and set list and all that. So, uh, yeah, while they were talking about it on the show, I just thought I'd mention it because I, I think maybe they said something along the lines like nobody has that game or nobody plays it. And I still do. I still have it. And we, we pulled it out and we still have it out. Like I still have it hooked up and I'm still playing it. So, uh, yeah, been playing a little guitar hero and, uh, I think that'll do it for me this week. Let's see here. Caroline's still killing the roach. So, uh, so I guess I'll fill air and instead of going on to the news, I'll talk about another game that I'm playing. Um, stories untold the latest game from devolver digital, um, is a horror game. Uh, it kind of has like this stranger things coat of paint, at least from the advertisements and the commercials. That's kind of what they've got going on with it. Uh, it's a text based game, like old school Oregon trail, maybe even like older than that, like text adventure where you actually click open the menu and you're not typing it in exactly, but it gives you certain commands to pick. So it's like you show up at the house and you go, okay, uh, you open the menu and you select go. And then after you select go, a bunch of options come up and like one of the options is go to the house. So you go to the house and it's like that. So I've done the first three chapters of stories untold and uh, it's, it's, good but this is definitely not a game for everyone a game not even for like horror fans i think the best thing that i can say about it is i'm glad i only paid ten dollars for it because if it was more it might be a little bit much it's just really really slow good writing it's cool because you're doing all this action you're the character in the game but the way you're playing the game it almost makes you feel like the narrator but then like a cutscene will happen where some like uh i don't want to give it away but it's like You'll do something that's like you turn a light on or it'll say you open the door. So you're sitting there at a computer and then all of a sudden the door behind you opens up and you see a shadow oh, of like who no. you're controlling. Yeah. So it's, it's creepy in the right ways, but it being a text adventure at by itself, it's just, it's not going to do it for a lot of people. I couldn't yeah. like, I can't openly recommend that you play this game, but, um, I, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I will finish it because I bought it, but I'm not like, I'm not over over the moon about it. I just want to talk about it. It's out there. It's kind of, it's, it's a throwback. If you're into that type of stuff, the second chapter, I almost quit on the second chapter. You're doing like you're in a lab and, um, you have a manual that shows you like, uh, uh like equipment in front of you. So you mm-hmm. go from this manual to this equipment and you have to turn things on in order to conduct the experiment to get to the cutscene. So it's like, turn the TV on, but flip it to this to infrared and then turn the receiver on and flip it to channel three and then flip this switch to make that light blink then click yeah. that. To, and it's just that. And it's just like, I was bored. I was like, this sucks. I don't like doing this, but uh, the first chapter was not that bad. So, you know, I'm just kind of a little wishy-washy on it, but it, it's something new. So filled the air while you, while you were killing the roach a little bit there with the last uh-huh. one. So I, I won't talk about the other games. I'll save those for next week. Um, I do want to yeah. talk about, or I don't want to talk about it, but I want to let you know that there is a shooter coming out next week called hypercharged unboxed. And I oh, bought it. You scared the crap out of me. I thought you like, cause you being in your security for the city, <laughs> I just want you to let you know there's a shooter on the loose right now. No. And uh, you need to make sure that you've locked your doors quite quite different this uh this shooter game is um 
it's like army men. It's like battalion wars. Like you actually play as a toy soldier and you like, you have battles like over the sandbox and stuff. Yeah. It has a salt. It has a campaign and a multiplayer. And they said all the DLC updates will be free. I think it's $20. I bought it. Um, there might be a pre-order special. I don't know, but it's like a first person shooter. It's got decent to good reviews. Like they're middling lots of sixes and sevens. Yeah. Um, but it's a shooter on switch and I was interested. So I threw them the money and uh, I'm excited to see what that is. So I'll be talking about that next week. All right. Uh, before the show gets way too long, let's talk about some rumors. Um, briefly, as mentioned on the PSVG podcast last week, this is almost old news at this point. Sabi, the leaker who got a cease and desist during E3, so she's got some some background to her, some muster there, uh, says that a Metroid game and a Paper Mario game will be coming out this year. Metroid being a possible sequel or related to Fusion, meaning 2D Metroid, and yep. uh, did mention that Paper Mario will be a return to form. Hell yeah. So old school Paper Mario might be coming back to the Switch, which is uh, interesting because uh, we've talked about what we wanted to see in 2020, what we thought might happen. I thought for a long time that this year would need to be a Mario year, but I wasn't thinking Paper Mario. And I don't know, like, if this is it. So, like, if they, like, we Animal Crossing, a couple ports, and Paper Mario and Metroid, 2D Metroid, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed, but I would say that I'd be less than enthused. Like I was well, hoping for more. At least they're not more. porting the Paper Mario from Wii U because that was that's a port that we're not getting clearly. Maybe it's true. I didn't like that one. Uh, I know Kevin that does. I thought the writing was good and the and the and the game is beautiful, but the it's the a, mechanics a good I, rebound from the horror that was Sticker Star. But I still miss original N sixty four Paper Mario. Yeah, when I first heard of this, I was thinking maybe like a port. Like, what do we get? Like a thousand year door remade? I would love that. Nah. But at the same time. I feel like I'm going to be a little hypocritical because I do love Thousand Year Door and I'm open to playing Paper Mario. Um, my issue with this news was it seems like to me, because we're going to have what Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered, Animal yep. Crossing, Paper yep. Mario, there's like a big releases. That is a whole lot of like turn based, slow gameplay. So I love that. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> uh, me personally, I'm like, where's the action? And when I said that, I was like, well, the action is the Metroid game. I'm like, I need more Mayo? action than that. Bayo, Bayo three. That helps. That helps. They need something like that. Was my my first saw the news. That was my initial reaction. Yeah. You know, not that I'm down on it per se. It's just like I hope they've got something because I was thinking if I play those games in succession. Yeah. Boy, I'm gonna be real bored and like wore out after that. It's like that's a lot of that. So um, yeah, we'll see. I get it. Comcast had an earnings call today and Universal's made it official that Super Nintendo World will be coming to Epic Universe, Universal's new park in Orlando, opening in 2023. Yes, so I can stop knocking myself over the head that I'm not going to Japan this year. You know, I've never really thought about uh, that park or followed it or any of that because I know, because I know, I mean, I, I know what it is and I know the things they're doing, but I'm not like focused on it because I know I'll never go to Japan to see it. So the For fact me, that it's coming nearby, obviously, I will start paying more attention. Brian and I have always been obsessed with the Olympics. Like, we've always watched mm-hmm. the Olympics together, even before we were dating. And uh, we kind of wanted to try and make a Japan summer trip for this and then the Olympics. But then Dublin happened and we're just not going to we're not doing overseas twice in one year. <laughs> Staying on the rumor train, Twitter user leaker Mandy can says that the next Smash Fighter is Crash Bandicoot. You I might would. remember that Mandy Can correctly said Byleth was Smash Fighter number five back in October. 
So we'll see whether she actually has some sort of insider information or she's just lucky once. Could possibly be the case. Hmm. I'll believe it when I see it. I am not going to be happy about that at all. We talked about this last week. I I see Crash as being a fighter, but I don't like Crash games. I almost want to say that I'll just buy the other fighters at Spite. Ooh. Like I just buy a round Crash and my Smash will just be all characters except Crash. But you're going to miss out on that sweet ancient gear. I know. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to buy all the fighters, but like for all the things that people are upset over with either Byleth or Joker or I mean, Crash Bandicoot would be my least favorite, least inspired fighter choice option. I think he's just like an iconic figure, and that's why they're putting him in. But he's not an iconic figure on Switch at all. No, but in gaming. I yeah, mean, and I know, like, J- Joker isn't either, but at least we're getting a new game. Yeah. And I, mean, I guess you can say the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, but that's just a remastered game from 25. I don't know. You know what it is? I'll just own up to it. I'm a, I'm a Crash Bandicoot hater. Always have been, always will be. I don't like the games. I don't think they're good. Sorry, sue me. I just don't like it. So that's it. I don't need to make excuses. I just tell you I don't like the damn game. I just don't like okay. Crash Bandicoot. Okay. 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 <laughs> that's it. That's all that needs to be said. I'm own up to it this time. Because every time I, I feel like sometimes I talk myself into it or I always feel the need to make my case. Yeah. You know, like because we're on a podcast or being recorded. It's like you need to like you can't just say you don't like something. You know what? I just don't like Crash Bandicoot and that's okay. Um, a Mortal, oh, Co- <laughs> Mortal Kombat collection has been rated for Switch in the EU. Peggy mm-hmm. E3. Um, the original Mortal Kombat trilogy was what this would be. Like This has been known. It was, it was being worked on. It was thought to be canceled. It looks like it may be coming back. So the original Mortal Kombat trilogy with upgraded art, gameplay, and online play okay. to revive the classics. Uh, I'm for this. This sounds awesome. We'll see. Give me all the remade old games and let me collect yeah. them digitally. Like yeah. that's amazing. I'll t- I'll take all of that, especially because you know it's going to be cheap, twenty thirty bucks. I want to see what. I mean, I guess they've got pictures and screens of the upgraded art. I'd much rather play. I I haven't seen any, but I'd much rather play the old Mortal Kombat than like I'm so out of Mortal oh, Kombat and you know, like dude, the combinations so and all that. Days. Like just let me play the old one. Yep, I'm the same way. Um, the original MK is where it's at. And uh, final, our final news story for this week was a Nintendo filed a patent a while ago that was just approved involving a touch pin nub for a Switch Joy-Con grip. Like, these are the things that slide on your Joy-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, they have one that has, like, this little nubbin on the top of it. You have to think that this would be marketed for Mario Maker some way. It's real ugly looking. Like, I can't imagine, I like, somebody wanting it. But, like, I'm – because here's the thing. You think about – so it's like – you would have to carry this with you extra. I know. And then you would have to take your Joy-Con off your Switch, put this put it on, on it to use it. It's like, why don't you just carry a stylus? Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see this come to life. But uh, if you haven't seen They're the patent, you should things. look it up. It's weird. It's weird looking. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Uh, I was wondering, like, because it, it, it can be. Is there anything else that's really like stylus controlled? Mario Maker. That's got to be it. Unless they have like some drawing I mean, game or something. They have like in. a brain age game where you know how you touch. Yeah, that's true. Brain age. That's, that's true. I thought there was something coming out. Maybe they'll pack it in. I mean, they did brain age. And I know they? it does stylus. Okay. And, and yeah. yeah. Like maybe they'll do like some sort of package, like physical release. I don't know. I sure. wasn't too into it. All right. For the last time ever in her Shaq career, oh, let's God. get into the Shaq questions direct from you. Um, Sean Capri fittingly wants to know what's your favorite moment on the show, sitting you'll <laughs> never be back ever again. 
That's a lie, and you know it. Um, what was my favorite moment on the show? Pear is pretty awesome. I think having Pear was kind of like a starstruck type feeling. I don't know. There's been a lot of good moments. I like I liked watching the Rex together and reacting, and that wasn't exactly on the show. It was just a side it thing. Counts. Yeah. All things Shaq or Shaq. Yeah. We have extended like fandom. Like we have extended lore that extends beyond mm-hmm. the sixty minutes. Yeah. I I, I mean there's, there's a ton. I can't I can't pinpoint anything. I mean, like I go back into old episodes and listen sometimes and I'm like, I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, it's, been, it's been a long time. Pear is absolutely like Shaq's highlight. Whenever like we close down Shaq, I mean, that'll be like the video that I think it will always kind of be there, but not yeah. my, I wouldn't say it's my favorite moment. Um, just because while it was really, really, I mean, you know, top notch interview in terms of who I could ever want a podcast with. He's at top of list. said it to him, you know, when he was on the show, but I don't even think of like favorite moments, like the most fun moment I had on the show, you know, that wasn't, that was very like business structured, like, don't yeah. don't screw this up. <laughs> like you have Pear Snyder on the show. Yeah. Um, for me, I was like, "Wow, this is this is the real deal." I, I really don't know. Um, the Wii U Remember Me episode, I really really liked because I just got to fawn over Wii U for like two hours. Mm-hmm. I still think the last time I listened to it, I think I would like love to redo it. I think I could do it better. Yeah, but um, it was just early on in our podcast. Like, I don't think I was as necessarily as good a podcaster then as I am now. Um, okay. I'm sure we've had fights or something that were like super fun, you know, like that's what I immediately think I, of. Yeah. Like we've got to had to have arguments. Like I almost want to think like probably like something rumor related because I love chasing the rumors and I love talking yeah. about it. And I think that's what makes gaming fun. I don't necessarily think you have that with like music or movies, you know, it's like movies. It's like, what's the rumor? Like, Ben Affleck might be in it like that's the rumor like you can kind of talk about it but it's it's not like discussing like rumors about a video game or let alone a video game a system there's Mm -hmm. nothing better than system rumors you know like we've been watching the the switch and like the prototypes and the joy cons and the grips and then you take the xbox like I'm all looking over all these pictures of the ports on the back and talking about what it means for the future like rumoring Rumor mongering in video game space is such a fun thing to do. It's stuff to talk about. I mean, if we didn't have rumors, I don't think that the show would be as beefy as it is most of the time. Definitely how many not. did we talk about here? We already talked and about And like how many of those things that we go on and on, like, you know, a month later become just dumb. It's like, yeah. they're just, you yeah. know, it's like you're <laughs> no. way off. Not even close. Oh, but- Dante's totally the fifth character in Smash. <laughs> and it's violent. Right. Exactly. So that type of stuff I think is really fun. And I think it's endearing to like yeah. listen to. Um, so probably something like that. Probably. Okay. You know, like when we uh, like, so like the switch, like when that switch commercial hit, like when we first saw it for the first time and that first commercial, we had a podcast like two hours and we had so much to talk about. We almost had a second podcast about like a 20 second commercial. Something like that was probably my favorite moment, because I think in those moments, um, I'm a little less like structured and prepared and I'm more just like riffing like right off the top of my head as things are just coming to me. Mm -hmm. So it might be a little zanier, probably a lot more incorrect, 
but also probably a lot more fun because I'm probably just enjoying myself a little bit too much. I feel like there was an episode that we did where Jason Lacey said something or somebody said something and then we were just dying laughing and we, I can't remember what it was, but I just remember like Jason's face getting super red. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, there's a thousand of those. Um, we have too many questions, so I want to part out some of these. Let's see here. Um, I do think this is a very fitting question for you, and this comes from Dear Jason, who will be on the show next week. What is your, quote, can't part with Nintendo item? He oh, said he what? always thought it was his NES, but he's uh, in the stuff purge, and he's recently sold off some of his classic consoles and games. But he discovered that the GameCube is his. He's not getting rid of that. It will stay mm. on his shelf forever. So, Caroline, the collector you are, what is the can't part with item? Everything. Um, you know, <laughs> I love my Shantae cartridge, and I think that's my holy grail item. So I don't think I'll ever get rid of my Game Boy Color Shantae cartridge. I think that's kind of like my magnum opus of my collection right now. That's game 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 i got you uh, yeah i don't know i think my zelda t- oh you know what that master edition for breath of the wild too that's good i didn't Ooh. think about that until now that's good because i have yeah. now i took mine out like i've got the statues on display and everything so um i don't this is a great question it's a great question for you i don't think i have a can't part with item oh i know you don't you sell everything i don't what sell about everything about statues those are probably about as close as you'll get because mm-hmm. like you'd have to you'd have to pay me an exorbitant amount like i would probably sell them if you were like i'll give you five grand like okay <laughs> you know but like nobody's gonna do that so like they're yeah. basically not sellable um got so many good figures too like my xenoblade figures they're never coming out of the box because mithra is going for seven hundred dollars and pyra is like five four hundred five hundred dollars it's ridiculous yeah best investment ever as funny as this is going to say, because I think it's going to be very hypocritical. I think people are going to laugh about this. I think now my Wii U is about as close to never going anywhere as it could ever be. Well, didn't you say that like two times ago? Yeah, but I never had a Wii U like this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like my Wii U is uh, is illegal and very, very awesome. And uh, for that reason, I couldn't imagine getting rid of it because it's nobody's ever going to give me what it's worth to me. You know, it's not like the old ones where I was trading it in, right, to yeah. to get Take the next credit. thing. Like, I can't even trade that Wii U in. Like, nobody's going to take that Wii U. They're like, wait a second. How are you playing Tony Hawk's Playground 4 on, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that type Speaking of stuff? Of Tony Hawk, did you see the, that meme where they were talking about the next Smash Fighters, Tony Hawk? That would be better than Crash. <laughs> that would be better than Crash Bandicoot. I would Brian absolutely Lee take Tony Hawk. Video game character. Um, but since you're on the show, and I don't know when the next time I'll talk about you, like the next, the next thing that I, I'm excited about is I have sent my my 3ds off to the guy that hacked my Wii U, and he is doing oh, the same no. thing for my 3ds. Oh, no. So my 3ds will return with full 3ds and DS libraries on it, in which it will go back in its case for the Hanafuda plates. Man, I hate you. That right I now. told I you that I was going to take out because I'm going to put it on my 3DS and I'm going to use them because I'm going to use them like they were intended to be used. Didn't I get that for you from Amazon Japan? You did. 
didn't I find those for you? And I found them, and I asked you to tell me how much they were because I don't understand the yen thing. Hair on the package. See, that's and that was a big reason why I took them out because the package is already tore. And how much devaluing that is. The package was already torn. Actually, actually, Caroline, if you hear me out, hear me out. There is one pair of these currently on eBay that are selling for more than I paid for them with the package and the tear. So I don't think I devalued them at all. Oh, uh, yeah. That just means that the packaging. Is, but the packaging was torn. Yeah, okay. A little tear on the paper is not going. But to it wasn't like a little. It's like an inch tear dude that's nothing compared to stuff that i've seen i am hoping to i'm gonna put them on my brand new awesome 3ds and i'm going to enjoy them as they were meant to be enjoyed and they're going to get scuffed up and ruined 400 gigabyte full library portable ds system you're gonna get how awesome is that you're going to get a police knocking at your door (laughs) sir we're here to detain your 3ds and wii u we heard, uh, we heard the podcast. We know Do you have any idea what Paulding County police officers would even say to somebody trying to report that to them? Uh, we got a, a Mr. Nintendo here to say. Uh, you forgot to you to forgot that. to say that like their their statement would absolutely start with boy, boy. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, okay. Um, uh, let's see here. Jared's question's good, but I, I mean, I guess it's fast he says is nintendo officially dead because there wasn't a direct this week oh my god Jared! <laughs> maybe there'll be a direct next week the first week you take off we have a direct that'd be hilarious and like a thousand rpgs get the get announced and they talk about bravely and you'd be like don't even come on the show I'm like can't sorry you, you quit can the have show. me for directs oh no no see you here no 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 we got to get this out of the way you can't just stroll in for directs in e3 and then leave like those those chairs are important to the people that put in the time every week. You can't just come in for the good parts and leave for the bad ones. Do you want me to come back some or not at all? Wow. Wow. I just, <laughs> wow. You're the one that's making this difficult. Oh. <laughs> Last question for the show comes from Aaron. Are there any ports that you're surprised haven't made their way to Switch yet? Where the hell is Madden already? Aaron, are you sure you're not Mo? That would be amazing if Mo was just started submitting questions to other people. <laughs> it's just a Madden question every week from somebody with a different name. Uh, any ports that I'm not surprised. I feel like there's some 3DS games that we should have probably gotten ported. I mean, you'd have to jazz them up a little bit, but um, I am surprised that we... Would you play have- a 3DS game on Switch if it had like sidebars and was like 4 by 3 no okay i think it's gotta be it's gotta be you gotta give it the real treatment yep um i'm surprised we haven't gotten ports of well i mean 3d world has got to be coming that's a good one i'm just thinking of previous gen like right now uh i don't know dude that's a good question um there's a lot of just like oh my god games that are incredible that that i think should be on the switch because if everything's on the switch these days, I mean, there should be some games. So where's my Zeldas? Yeah. Those Zeldas are a good one. Yeah. Um, we've gotten a lot of things, right? Monster Hunter, Darksiders, mm-hmm. like Dynasty Warriors, Assassin's Creed. Monster Hunter Generations was a 3DS game. So we've gotten a lot of games 
So I think we're pretty good on this part. Probably better than I think we should be. The first party stuff is a little tricky. EA stuff is a little tricky, like Madden, FIFA, things like that. Yeah. What's that other game they do? What's the big RPG that they do that everybody loves? Who? EA? Yeah. And EA? Uh, I can't think of the name all of a sudden. It's like the Mass Effect team. Oh, I don't know. That's what they do when they're not doing the other thing. It was like Game of the Year. Dragon's Age? Dragon's Age? Dragon Age? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I think it was like Frostbite, right? Like it was probably Frostbite and that's why they don't do it. Like that's the, the, the buzz that we hear is that Frostbite and Switch don't play well. Right. I think a lot of these last gen games, I say that last gen, they may have had like this gen ports, Assassin's Creed and things like that. I think a lot of those, I don't want to say do well because I don't know what they're selling, but I think they look well and they fill in a library space on Switch nicely. And even though that they're old, I still think the portability give them a lot of resale factor at a budget release. Not $60 for an old game, right. but if you can get it over there for $30 or $40, makes a lot of sense. Things mm-hmm. like um, Saints Row, right? Assassin's Creed, which you mentioned. Uh, Call of War as Gunslinger, which I love on Switch. Great way to play that game. I think there's some some leg there for for some stuff. Like we, we talked about it last week. I imagine that's why we got this question. Bioshock. Like, that makes a ton of sense. Get some of those over there. Um, you know, we're already getting some of those things. Think about, like, Wii U games that I think were good on Wii U, like Need for Speed. That was a great game. Uh, like, the Wii U version was actually really, really good. The Arkham Trilogy has just come into mind. Like, why we don't have those. And I would rebuy those. Yeah, if you give me the Arkham Trilogy for $40 on Switch, I would buy and play those a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deus Ex was excellent on Switch. Um, that was a really, really good game. Injustice. Injustice. Injustice, both of them. There's two of them. And the first one was on Wii U. I know. know? So it's like, and those are really great games. Got Batman, got Joker. Like they sell well. They have a big market. Port those things over there. Like we're getting Doom. We got Skyrim. How about, um, we got The Witcher. Dishonored. Yeah. Like, th- those have the style, I think, that would port well to them to Switch. Mm-hmm. Kind of in that regard, like Borderlands, for that matter, would make sense, some sense on Switch. It's out of my realm right now, but yeah, I can and, see that. Um, I would like those games. Maybe like The Evil Within, which is a, a favorite of mine. That's mm-hmm. a great game. I would like to see that on Switch. The one that I'm always shocked by every time I kind of start thinking about it, just as I'm trying to catch my breath and answer this question. And my hand is like bleeding all over this towel. Dude. All right. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Um, like Galaxy Wars. Geometry Wars. Not Galaxy Wars. I was about to say Resogun. Geometry Wars. I don't know if it's like an Xbox exclusive. I believe the new one made its way to PlayStation 4. But it's a, it's a small game. Yeah. Like the old Geometry Wars on 360 was awesome. That game's amazing. And the fact that we don't have any of those games on any Nintendo system at all, like, it's a perfect, like, pick up and play game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so stuff like that. Rock Band, even though, like, that game is basically dead. I feel like at this point, anything could be ported to Switch and people wouldn't really be that surprised. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yeah, some of those games I think would be great. Like I said, the Batman, I would play the mess out of Arkham Collection yeah, on Switch. The Arkham, the Arkham games would be really Just good. Just to have those on a cartridge would be cool. Like just just being able to buy it would be cool. Like let alone play it. Like just that that opportunity would be kind of neat. So, yeah, that's what I'll go with. Those would be my answers. 
cold. Okay, so we will get out of here and uh, we will say goodbye to Caroline forever. Her last no, check. Stop. <laughs> oh, you've opened yourself up to this. This is going to keep happening. Man. Stupid. Anyway, she'll be back soon enough, folks. And uh, hopefully you stick with us through what I'm probably what's probably a little roller coaster, some ups and downs here in a little bit. And we'll see what happens. I'll be in the chat taunting. Ha ha ha. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have another listener. Throw us the bits. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, uh, speaking of which, we, we haven't talked about the fact that I'm going to be playing The Witcher 3 because we Brian, haven't. Brian and I are obsessed with The Witcher show on Netflix. By Did the you get way. the game yet? Uh, no, I have not gotten the game. I'm waiting for it to go on sale a little bit. Uh, and I just got Dragon Quest from you, so I'm probably going to be playing that later. But <laughs> I'm interested to see was, how much. I was watching Joe Zija the other night on Twitch. And instead of toss a coin to your Witcher, which is the, the big thing, and then right. the song, he said, toss a bit to your Twitcher. And I think ah, that is the best. That's pretty good. I'll give him yeah. credit there. Credit where credit is due. I'm interested to see your thoughts on Dragon Quest. I want to know how much you uh, enjoy it, don't enjoy it, that type of stuff. Because uh, as much as I like, I really wanted to enjoy it and actually got into it. Yeah. I still, I never found that this is an amazing game. Like I never found that experience. You're not an RPG person. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I've I've found that experience with like Pokemon and Fire Emblem and Zeno. I've I've had that experience before. Yeah. But like people are talking about like Dragon Quest, like game of the year, you know best game of the generation like best game on the platform type of fanfare and i'm not saying they're wrong i'm just saying i wouldn't agree we'll see um, i didn't have that moment in my 30 hours with it or so i was like mm, it's good but it's I've enjoyed the demo thus far so it's we'll yeah just a rpg to me it's like as good as any of those ones you know what life is strange needs a freaking come to switch already like what in the world what is going on why isn't that game over here that game is tailor-made for switch players like that's gonna bother me Go until ahead, that happens Kurt. I'll rebuy that game too. Okay, folks, that'll do it for this this week on Nintendo Shack. We'll catch you next week. Good night, Kooplings. Bye. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening, and I forgot the line already. What?